Karun. I'm Bernadette Malnodea. I'm the Community Development Manager at Asset Security. I've been here for 15 years. Yes. I don't know how I'm still walking, but I have been here for 15 years. And basically what I do is I'm the voice of our company in the community and vice versa. So I'm basically Switzerland. Nobody can fight with me, but I fight with everyone. Okay, so I make sure Atlas is doing what we're supposed to be doing outside. And I try and educate people outside to understand exactly what we're doing and how we can benefit their lives and keep them safe. So over here, as you heard, is Monty Montgomery. He's our operations man. He's the Atlas man. I'm the Atlas woman and he's the Atlas man. <laughs> and he's been here far longer, hey Mons? Yeah, a bit longer. How much longer? How much longer? We're going for 25 now. Wow. wow. <laughs> and he's a year older. Monty obviously runs an extremely tight team on the road because inevitably what we do means the difference between life and death for people very often. Mm -hmm. And throughout our, what is it now, it's 35 years, if not more, yeah, 35 years uh, of existence, I think we've built up a reputation of trust with our community. And yes, our core business is armed response, and that's what we do. We're supposed to react to alarms, but we've kind of become a hell of a lot more. In fact, I just got off the phone with the SAPS, um, where we're doing an operation with them tomorrow with the one station, and then on Friday night, another operation with one of the other stations. So we kind of have noted that when we, we started Atlas, the type of crime that we were dealing with is completely different to the type of crime we're now dealing with. There it was opportunistic, it was putting in an alarm system, it was stopping people from stealing your stuff and not creating you know, an opportunity. Right now, we're dealing with syndicates, we're dealing with armed robbers. We're, I mean, I remember hearing about hijackings on carte blanche and now we're dealing with four, five a day. So we've had to morph and change as we've gone through the years to be able to fight the crime that we're currently facing. So yes, the Atlas man in the car had to change as well. The way we train our guys had to change as well. So the guy that you see in an Atlas car is not just somebody that's been given a gun, given a certificate and said to go. He goes through rigorous training. We do hostage negotiation training. I mean, most people don't even know that because very often we are first on scene. Mm. We have level three medical. Mm. We, our guys have firefighting skills because with what's happening with our police force, our fire brigades, our ambulances, their resources have become less and less and less. So they have budget constraints. They don't have enough manpower. Power. So very often we are used as a force enhancer and we're always first on scene. So we realized you cannot send an Atlas man into a situation and he doesn't know what to do. So we've prepared our guys and you must know that every single guy has gone through all of that training with a specialized trainer that tra trains the, the SAPS. So he's gone through all of that training. He's gone through his medical training. The amount of babies we've delivered, I can't even tell you, it's been so many. <laughs> you wouldn't think. And those are things that people don't see or know at the end of the day. But even just dealing with the basics, helping somebody 
with a, a, a wheel change because we know you can't leave a, a woman vulnerable yeah. at six o'clock in the morning with a wheel change because anything can happen. Last week, one of our guys was climbing a tree after he drove down Yuch Road and saw a very distraught woman standing there crying, staring up a tree and her little kitten was stuck. Now it's a typical thing you see on TV. And off he went into the tree and he saved the kitten. <laughs> so people don't see, you know, that part of it. But with the Atlas Man, we've had to also morph into technology. Yeah. And technology is unfortunately has been our saving grace. And you're going to be amazed when I show you inside the control room just what technology we are using and our CCTV infrastructure. Now, we recently celebrated our thousandth camera feed come into our control room. So we have over a thousand cameras in Port Elizabeth and into our rural areas that feeds through to our control room which has led to, I cannot even tell you how many successes, especially in our rural areas, because mm -hmm. that's where people are extremely vulnerable, mm -hmm. because there's not enough police, there's not enough, you know, force to actually look after them. Now, just to give you a recent um, explanation of one of the things that happened, so there was a, an armed robbery that happened in Queenstown, and immediately that specific vehicle was flagged on all our LPR cameras, which I'll explain when we're in the control room. And we picked the vehicle up, and we traced it, and we managed to notify all the police precincts as that car was going. And they managed to roadblock, get all five of the armed robbers, get the weapons back, and all the stolen goods. So these are successes that we celebrate every single day. Um, the guys work long hours, 12 hour shifts, obviously, and then, we are living in South Africa, so we're just throwing load shedding over the side there because we don't have enough to do. Yeah. We're load shedding and it causes complete havoc. So we had to bring in extra manpower, extra everything because we are so reliant on electronic devices. So just to give you an idea of the volume that we deal with, that on the 1st and the 2nd of February, our control room had an excess of 32,000 signals come through our control room during two days. Yeah. And that's purely from badly maintained alarms, people not having inverters, people not having backup batteries. So every time the electricity goes down, we get an influx. Every time the electricity comes back up, we get an influx. So those girls, and you will see, they're like machines in there. <laughs> and you'll also see that the majority of the staff in the control room are female. Okay. And there's a specific reason for that. It's not because we are sexist, but we find that women are more conducive in that environment. They're calmer yes. in certain situations. Yes. And people feel more <clears throat> kind of, you know, they can, they can calm down because that female voice, it's a motherly voice, it's a nurturer. And I tell you guys, those ladies in there deal with the worst of the worst. Whether it's a mom turning around, putting her phone down and finding her three-year-old floating in a swimming pool. Whether it's somebody that has got somebody climbing through their window. Whether it's an armed robbery. I mean, we recently, um, recently had that terrible murder in Sunstrand where, and I could play you the soundbite, but you would actually freeze, where this woman walks into her parents' house and find them both axed to death. And you must hear, now you can imagine taking that call 
and having to stay calm yeah. and having to get the right authorities to calm down the person. Monty was actually on that scene. He's the person that actually kicked down the door to find what was going on in there. And this is what our people face every single day. So we actually have an in-house psychologist that works with our team that debriefs all the time. In fact, we debrief with each other all the time as well because it's so necessary. You cannot deal with the amount of crime that we deal with every day and just be okay. <laughs> you have to go through the process. It's a healing process. But I think that edges us on to be even bigger than what we are. The fact that we're an armed response company, by all means, the fact that we're a local armed response company is what's important because inevitably I am a mother of four. Yeah. I raise my children here yeah. and I need this this whole bay to be safe for my kids to move around, mm. to visit their friends, yeah. where I don't have to worry about them being hijacked, where I don't have to worry about them, you know, going through something terrible. And unfortunately, we all have been victims of somebody in our family that has gone through something terrible. And I think that's what differentiates us from other companies, is the fact that we raise our children here too. So we do multiple talks at all the different schools. I've literally spoken at every school in, in the whole, from here all the way up to Port Alfred. And we empower children on how to look after themselves. We do free lady self-defense workshops, which we offer all across the Bay. And that really is also because of the fact that women are being victimized daily and seen as a weaker link. So they're being victimized. So what we've done, we're not, we're not going to do this. We're going to give back. We don't charge for it. And I tell you, these workshops have grown. Our last one in Utenate, we had 250 women, which is showing how women want to empower themselves, how petrified they are. The amount of work we do with the elderly is incredible as well. So we're really trying to focus not just on the man in the car. We're trying to really uplift our community so that they can look after themselves, so that they're aware. We do multiple radio interviews. I mean, I do Mary once a week. We're on Algoa. We're, we're really talking, giving back, giving back constantly and saying to people, you know what? You've got to get your head out the sand. You've got to be aware of what's going on. You've got to, you know, look after our kids and our women and our elderly. So that's a daily focus for us, and especially from my and Monty's side. Um, Monty runs a solid team. and Maybe, Monty, you can explain how you work with your team on the road. Sure, as you can hear, there's a lot of passion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And, yes. and, and everyone feeds off that. Mm. You never run this business without having the passion. Mm. Our guys out there, uh, majority have been here at least five years, the youngsters, and we've got 10 years, we've got 20 years in our response. We've got fathers that have been brought his sons in now. Mm. And that is, is, is what we really feed off. Mm. And uh, their hearts are in this, you have to be. The ball game has changed, but the, we grow with it, so we change with it. Our biggest problem is our communication. We've, we, with the SAP, Metro, we're very open with each other. We know our weaknesses, we know their weaknesses, and we sort of feed off each other to, to be stronger on that. Uh, the community is the hard one to, to get on the same page. They've still got the vision of when we talk about low chili weeds thrown in. No matter what's thrown in, all these extras from snakes to you name it. I just walking in here, someone said, so a lady stuck out, she locked herself out the house. We had to be locksmiths. 